On fourth and five, Jones steps up, takes off, he's in! Touchdown! Welcome to the Fantasy Football Diagnostics Podcast, where we provide you with your weekly diagnosis of everything fantasy football. Whether it's season-long leagues, dynasty, DFS, or even IDP, we got you covered all season long. Welcome to the Fantasy Football Diagnostics Podcast. This is episode 14. This is our week three recap. Thanks for joining us, guys. Once again, I'm John June. Got my guy, Greg Penniman. Greg, what's going on, bro? Oh, man. You already know I'm hyped. Uh, there's a lot going on, but honestly, this whole podcast should be about one man and one man only. Danny Dimes. Let's go. Oh, man. Danny Dimes. With the, with, that, was a, that was a great debut. I didn't, unfortunately didn't get to watch the whole game, but... Yeah, that was that was a great one. Hey, we took the over on uh, one and a half rushing and passing, right? We did, we did. I did. I took the passing. You took the rushing, like or total. So we got both. <laughs> oh man, no, that was a, a spectacular performance. But obviously, we're gonna get to him. Uh, but before we get to him, we got to get to another guy. Uh, the guy finished QB one on the week. People people thought regression was coming, but this man said, "What is regression?" That was Russell Wilson. Uh, finishes a QB one with forty one point three four FanDuel points. Uh, it's thirty two. He went thirty two of fifty, four hundred six passing yards, two touchdowns. He also had an additional 50, 50 yards rushing, with another two rushing touchdowns. What'd you make of this performance, Greg? Yeah, Russell Wilson. We we were talking about before we started the pod. Like Russell Wilson's like one of the greatest fourth quarter quarterbacks ever. Um, he you know was down twenty seven to seven in this game, uh, like early in the third. Um, brought his team back a battling effort um, luckily the Saints held, well Saints held on to that game uh, it, was, it was a great performance by him a quiet 41 points so good job from him yeah uh, Russell Wilson was absolutely uh, well from a fantasy perspective he was great in this game I didn't get to watch the whole game but um, yeah no he was he, he had a wonderful performance um, <clears throat> but back to your guy Danny Dimes you know, you say that he, the you and Matty Ice say the the, the the comeback started at 316. That's when he got on the field. So this man is blessed. But he blessed <laughs> fantasy owners who believed in him this weekend. He put up 34.24 fantasy points, 336 passing yards, two rushing touchdowns, two passing touchdowns. He had 28 yards rushing. He had one two-point conversion, um, and he lost uh, two fumbles. Uh, but yeah, another a spectacular performance here by by Danny Dimes, Daniel Jones, in his first NFL start. Uh, the guy was, you know, he was hated on and before he ever took a snap. But uh, I, I think all those haters have to take a look at the receipts today. Yeah, definitely, they got to take a look at the receipts, to hand in their apologies to Gettleman and uh, Daniel Jones. Um, he's got to work on his ball protection a little bit, a little bit. Uh, the fumbled the ball twice. Um, offensive line definitely has to be better for him in certain scenarios, but. Even when the offensive line was breaking down, he was able to move within the pocket, make good throws down the field, getting the ball past 20, 30 yards. It was it was a great performance by him. Uh, and he's got a great matchup next week against the Washington Redskins at home, too. Yeah, nope. Can't, can't argue with anything you said there. We're going to move on because there's a guy – who is no stranger to this list? Three three weeks we've 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 had this breakdown, and three weeks he's been on this list. Yes, sir. Patrick Mahomes. Patty. This man had three hundred and seventy four passing yards, three passing touchdowns. 
gave you nine yards rushing, so almost a point there. And twenty that's twenty seven point eight six FanDuel points. What'd you make of this performance, Greg? Yes, yeah, as usual. This is what he does. Uh he's gonna finish in the top three quarterbacks. you expect him every week at this point. Uh he, he proved I uh, said it, you know, he's still the MVP of this league. Um he, they Chiefs did very well against the Ravens, a, a very impressive performance by them. Um he's got yeah, he's the man. Yep, nope, Pat Mahomes, he's great. You know, Ravens defense, what defense? There is no defense for Pat Mahomes, Patrick Mahomes, as, as he likes to be called. That man is, is he's undefendable, he's indefendable. He's great, he's everything. Um, moving forward, we're going to round out the top 12. We had Jameis Winston, my stream of the week. We had Deshaun Watson, Kyle Allen, uh, honorable mention stream of the week, Dak Prescott. Matt Ryan, Carson Wentz, Lamar Jackson, Jacoby Brissett, Tom Brady, and Mitch Trubisky is currently climbing. I don't know where he is, where he stands on this list, but as I saw last saw, he was 13, so there's a high possibility he could be up to 12 right now. And yes, he's past Tom Brady for QB 12. So uh, any performances stick out to you from a quarterback standpoint this weekend, Greg? Uh, you know, of course, besides Danny Dimes. Uh, Kyle Allen, you know, I think he stepped in, played very well on the road against the Cards. Uh, the Panthers dominated the Cards. This, they won 38-20. to 20. Uh, he, he played very well. Uh, I expect him to be back again for this week. They already announced Cam to be out for week four. Uh, he had four touchdowns. He spread the ball very well. Uh, I think he's a, a very serviceable streaming quarterback again for week four. Yeah, I like the way they, they moved the offense around him. Uh, they, you know, they, they went to their playmakers to make plays. Um but Kyle Allen, you know, in a, in a good matchup against Arizona, he, he came through, and we kind of alluded to that um, on the last pod. You know, Arizona's on every pod that we have. Arizona's a defensive target. So yep. if you can, if you have a, a, a matchup against Arizona, you know, make good use of it, especially with the way Arizona plays on the offensive side of, ball, of the ball, how fast-paced they are. They run a lot of plays, which means that the, the opposing offense gets to run a lot of plays. So as long as that's happening, um, I'm going to continue to target Arizona's defense. Absolutely. Um, sp- speaking of that, Kyler Murray, he started out hot in this one, but you know, you know, uh, finishes as the QB 14 on the week. Uh, so not a spectacular week. Uh, I had pegged him as my start of the week, but I thought th- I thought he was going to come through. But uh, you know, this we were talking today. This this offense has some red zone woes. You know, kind of reminds me of the Chip Kelly back in Philadelphia days or just even Chip Kelly's offense in general where, you know, this offense is so wide open and they spread you out and they get the ball down the field. But when you get these, you know, when you get an offense predicated on space in an area where there's not a lot of space that uh, leans, it tends to struggle, that offense tends to struggle. So um, I want to see if that's a trend that continues going forward. Um, Moving on to the running back performances. We got... Mark Ingram, 33.5 FanDuel points, half-point PPR. Um, Mark Ingram finishes with 16 carries, a buck 3 three touchdowns. Also gets four grabs for 32 receptions in this one. What would you make of this performance, Greg? Yeah, the four grabs for 32 yards is impressive as well to add to that. Uh, every time the Ravens got to the goal line, they knew how to punch it in. It was either a Lamar Jackson run or just give it to Mark Ingram and bulldozer into that to the end zone. So, um, yeah, it was a good performance by him. The volume is there. If he keeps getting those red zone goal line touches, he's a locked-in RB1, I think. 
Yeah, no, and as long as this offense, the same way we target running backs in the Chiefs offense, we should target running backs in this offense. This offense is one of the highest scoring offenses in football, so therefore we should want to target the running backs. Um, you know, obviously Lamar Jackson is going to, he's going to um, vulture a few here and there, but, you know, as long as Mark Ingram's healthy in this backfield, then he's a, a definitely a startable piece every week. Someone who is definitely a startable piece, uh, that is Alvin Kamara. With or without his quarterback, Drew Brees. This yeah. man got you 32.6 fan duel points. He got you 92, re- 92 receiving yards on nine receptions, 69 rushing yards. He got you a touchdown, both rushing and receiving. What did you make of this one, Greg? Oh, man, it was it was great. It was an awesome performance. I remember the, the screen pass. You showed me the tweet. I saw it again or earlier after the game. Like that, that That's just Alvin Kamara. That defines him getting the elusiveness, breaking tackles. Just he's so good. Uh, I'm feeling pretty good about my Kamara over CMC argument now. If they're gonna keep getting him the ball like this, I think he had 25 touches in this game. His usage was uh, at a career high. No, I think I believe he is doing what he has to do for this team to win. I think they're gonna ride him throughout these few weeks. Well, these six weeks without Drew Brees, they need to win games if they want to make the playoffs, and I know they want to. They're not worried about his usage now. They're just gonna unleash him. I think you misspoke. I think you, you mean Sean Payton is doing what he has to do to win this oh, team. Yes, yes, yes. That's giving Alvin Kamara the football. <laughs> My man got 16 carries, bro. Nine receptions. That is 25 touches from yes, Alvin Kamara. We don't see that until the playoffs come, right? That's the only time. Unless there's playoffs or Alvin Kamara is the only, uh, you know, startable back in his backfield is the only time we see him get 25 touches. But to see Latavius Murray get four touches in this one, Sean Payton knows what he has to do. There is no saving Alvin Kamara for the playoffs. This is your playoffs. With no Drew Brees, every game is a playoff game. Great so he's point. got to bring his best. And his best is Alvin Kamara. Philip Lindsay, he finishes as the top three running back, the number three running back on the day. 27 fan duel points. He's got he got 21 carries, 81 yard, 81 rushing yards, two rushing touchdowns. Uh got you also got you four four receptions for 49 receiving yards what'd you make of this one Greg yeah this is definitely a surprise here uh I benched him in one of my leagues because Verse Freeman was getting the momentum I thought and now here comes Philip Lindsay right back um so I mean I think he's still a, a good flex option for you going forward um just want to know who's going to be the leader in this backfield for sure going for either him or Royce Freeman yeah no that's going to be an interesting headache to uh to try to navigate his fantasy unders um it's it's yeah it's tough. I actually don't have much Philip Lindsay or Royce Freeman stock, so I'm not actually trying to navigate this situation. Right, right. But um, I could imagine it's definitely difficult because you know you just want to imagine that Philip Lindsay just based off the pass catching chops, you know, would have you know the 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 the, the more upside in this backfield. But this they see this as an even split, and I you know until they until they see di- they show us differently or one of these guys goes down. I don't expect that to change. Um, one guy who does not split out, uh, Christian McCaffrey, finishes as RB4. Dalvin can't stop cooking. Cook finishes <laughs> RB5. LaShawn McCoy, even though he was injured, finishes as QB6. Tony Pollard, 7. Joe Mixon, Frank Gore, Rex Burkhead, Marlon Mack, and David Johnson round out the top 12. Anything, anything sticks out to you there, Greg? Uh, I like that Joe Mixon came through. You know, he, he told the fans he apologized for what he was doing. He had to step up in his game. I, I'm, I'm glad to see him back in the top 12. 
also Rex Burkhead, uh, man, Sony Michelle. I don't I don't know what's going on. Rex Burkhead is outplaying him, honestly. So it, it's looking like whatever we're going to see, especially with James White just had his baby boy. Congrats to him. He's going to come back into this, into this offense. What's happening with that running back situation there? Yeah, this is going to be – so a few things. Joe Mixon, um, this is why I said he was a buy because this offense, the, you know, um, if we just envision Sean McVay, uh, Todd Gurley, Joe Mixon has to fill that void. So he had a pretty good day. Um, I like the fact that he got involved in, you know, 34, recept- 34 receiving yards on two receptions. So not major involvement in the past game. I don't know what the targets were like. I didn't get to see much of that game or any of that game, actually. But, um, yeah, I expect Joe Mixon to have more games like this going forward. Um, Rex Burkhead, yeah, it's interesting because, uh, you know, I only thought, oh, well, James White is, you know, Rex Burkhead is a, you know, appear almost handcuffed to James White. Right. But, you know, more and more I think about it, you're, you're kind of right. You know, if Sony Michelle continues to struggle, then Rex Burkhead has to be someone who, who's we've got to consider because Rex Burkhead is capable of the early down work. Right. You know, and he's capable of the goal line work. And they trust him. Um, another running back that I would keep in mind, too, would be Damian Harris, the rookie. Um, they drafted him in the third round. So they had to know something was up. Whether it's Sony Michelle's health or, you know, I don't know what it is, but um, something's not quite right there. And if Damian Harris, you know, was drafted highly by Bill Belichick, if if he's ready to go, then then there's no reason Bill Belichick won't won't. Um, won't look to use him. Yeah, he doesn't care about your, where you got drafted, where your 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 clout is. If you're gonna perform, he'll play you. That's basically what it comes out to. Exactly. All right, moving forward to the wide receivers, like we talked about before, a lot of guys performed here. Um, so let's let's get right to it. First on the docket, we got Mike Evans, Boy. my wide receiver start of the week. Yes, sir. I told you guys this was coming. <laughs> Sorry, guys. Got to take this victory lap because people were ready to drop him. But uh, my man had 41 fan duel points, half point PPR, eight receptions, 190 receiving yards, and he had three touchdowns at halftime. Halftime, Greg. Yeah, I, I saw all see? three of them. Of I, I was watching this whole game. <laughs> <laughs> Janoris Jenkins got left on the island over there. And you're going to tell Janoris Jenkins. How tall is Janoris Jenkins? Do you remember? Do you know off the top of your head? He's like 5'10 or 5'11. 5'10, 5'11. He's not that tall. Yeah. How, how tall is Mike Evans? 6'5. Six, 6'5, six, leaving him on the island. 31. <laughs> Crazy. Yeah, and no safety help over the top. A lot of those touchdowns with you know the long plays, they set it up by those long plays by Mike Evans. He got touchdowns in the red zone. He got a long, actually a good drive at the end to set up the field goal that the Bucks missed. Um, so, yeah, he dominated this game. He should have got more involved in the second half, I think. And uh, his good things to come for him. Yeah, most definitely. Uh, definitely the most volatile, the more volatile of the two receivers. But, um, it, you know, it's worth it when it pays off. Second on the list, Keenan Allen had another. He had a big day himself. 37.1 fan duel points. He had 13 receptions, 183 yards, two touchdowns. Also added three rushing yards. What did you make of this one, Greg? Yeah, the man is leading in targets easily in the first three games. Mm-hmm. Uh, he had mm-hmm. another like 17-target day. Uh, he's easily the number one wide receiver in fantasy right now. Um, he's dominant performance by him. 
Yeah, earlier in the season, I say earlier in the season, we're only in week three. You said this in week one. Um, quarterbacks throw to who they trust, and and Philip Rivers, no doubt, trusts Keenan Absolutely. Allen. He has all the trust in Keenan Allen. Um, so, you know, with Mel- no Melvin Gordon, you know, no um, no Hunter Henry, a banged up Mike Williams, yep. Keenan Allen is going to get every single target that Philip Rivers that Philip Rivers has in him. Short, so, long, uh, everything. Sp- everything. Um, you know, Keenan Allen's tops in the league in in you know tar- in target share, but he's also tops in the league in red zone target share. So, uh, Keenan Allen owners are, are happy right now, to say the least. Uh, someone else, you know, they he said he decided he had to match uh, Mike Evans's feat of having a hat trick at halftime. Taylor Gabriel currently, I guess he's not playing, but his game is still. Active is that correct? Uh, just finished, actually, just finished. Just his game, just finished. Um, Taylor Gabriel, twenty nine point two points, six receptions for seventy five yards, three touchdowns, like we said, seven rushing yards. Uh, but like I said, he finished. He left the game after the half uh, with a concussion, I yep. believe. What'd you make of this one, Greg? Yeah, he was uh, getting involved in the red zone. The Bears got set up with a lot of good field position. Obviously, the Bears defense so dominant in this game in the first half. So he got those two uh, easy red zone touchdowns. He, he had a really nice catch, actually, for his third touchdown. Um, got one foot in and then got his second foot on the pie line. So he had a really good game. I, I think, you know, he's got to be on the radar if he's going to be that second pass catcher after Allen Robinson on a Bears offense. Yep. No, he's he's definitely got to be added if he's available. Mr. Um, Trubisky's going to do these and these kind of matchups. The, the Redskins are beatable, so... Uh, Mitch Trubisky becomes viable, and therefore his his receivers come become viable. The only trick is, is as is always with this Bears offense, is who is the who's the number two target. But Taylor Gabriel, through three weeks, is, has has uh, kind of separated himself from Anthony Miller as the number two target. Yep. But um, you know we'll see. It's only week three. We'll see how this thing goes forward because Trey Burton was involved a lot tonight, and we know um, if this offense is this offense works best when everyone a lot of people are involved absolutely so we'll see uh, so rounding out the top 12 we got Cooper Cup Tyler Lockett Amari Cooper Sterling Shepard Julio Jones Marvin Jones Adam Thielen Nelson Aguilar and MVS he said no no Geronimo <laughs> <laughs> um Anything stuck out to you here other than Sterling Shepard oh, being viable because Daniel Jones oh, is... Oh, my gosh. Yeah, I know, wow. I know. You literally I took just, the I words all... I, I, I said it before. I, I mean, <laughs> I, I, you know, the Danny Jones, Danny Dimes stock raises everyone else's stock up. Evan Ingram, uh, Sterling oh. Shepard, Russell Shepard. I don't care. Greg Penham, if he went on the field, it doesn't matter. Like. <laughs> <laughs> no, nah, I definitely <clears throat> agree with that. Uh you know, we we talked about going into this week. This Tampa Bay defense was tough. They were playing well, so you know I'm not gonna sit here on on Monday and say, oh well, it was against Tampa Bay. No, I'm not gonna do that. The the dude played well. I didn't see the whole game, but um, the I I'm not surprised that he played well because of what he was able to do in the preseason. I know it was preseason, but you know, talent's talent, and you know if a guy could spin a football and throw it accurately down the football field, he can do that. And these guys, these receivers now become viable. Um, you know, another guy we'll talk about becomes viable because this this offense is better. So, um, other than that, uh, Adam Thielen, if you could sell, man, sell. 
If it's you a good could time. sell three catches, 55 yards, and a touchdown, he had one rushing touchdown. Guys, if you can sell, this is the time to sell. Stefan Diggs owners wish they had this guy. <laughs> Facts. Facts. Um, uh, MVS, you know, I don't, I, I, you said the target, you said before, he had a 69 yard catch before. Yeah, before the, that. off a classic Aaron Rodgers offsides play. Um, he uh, got a deep touchdown off that. Uh, other than that, that was basically all of his yardage. I didn't really see the rest of his highlights, but that one, that was, it was a good heads up play by him though. Oh, all right. Well, he's, yeah, I don't, I don't see Geronimo anywhere on this list. Yeah, so he's, he's definitely doing better than Geronimo. <laughs> that's a fact. Um, someone else who's Paul Richardson, eight for eighty-three and a touchdown. Does that interest you at all? Not really. I think though some of that stuff came in garbage time. Um, I'm not really game yeah, throw. Game, yeah, yeah. Terry, scary Terry is the only guy okay. you need to look at on that team. Scary Terry, yeah. yeah, scary Terry. He's he's here to stay. Like we said last week, scary Terry is here to stay. All right, moving forward, let's get to some tight ends. Yeah. Oh man, you picked your you picked this guy as your tight end start of the week, and if you listen, if you listen to Greg, if Greg, wow. You picked this guy as your tight end start of the week, and if people listen to you, Greg, they they walked out happy, man. Greg Olson, twenty two and a half fantasy points. He had six receptions, seventy five yards, and he got he got in the end zone two times on Sunday. What'd you make of this one, Greg? What'd you make of Greg's performance, Greg? Oh man, Greg came through for me. Um, he you know was the target that the most targeted receiver for uh, tied with Curtis Samuel for Kyle Allen at seven. Um, so he did a really good job. Uh, he was you know the reliable target you talked about before in the last pod. To get uh, young quarterbacks going, you know, you get it to the running back, you get it to the tight end. So that was what he did, and you know, it was a good performance by him. Yeah, no, if if you guys listened to us on the last episode, we also told you Kyle Allen's number one target, number one target receiver last year, and his his only start, Ian Thomason or Ian Thomas, who played tight end, he also had seven targets in that game. Wow. So, um, yeah, this looked good. To see, nice to see he was predictable in this case. Um, second, Austin Hooper, six catches for 66 yards, and he had two touchdowns. That was good for 21.6 half-point uh, uh, PPR points. What did you make of this one, Greg? Yeah, he uh, stepped up in this game. Um, definitely, you know, a guy you were like, I don't know if I really, you know, can start him week to week, but if he puts up performances like this, he, I think, is a, a locked-in, like, low-end tight end one for you um, that you could have on your team uh, that can give you, you know, the five first – 50 or the six for 66 that he got just the added touchdowns uh brings up his boom value for sure yeah to me Austin Hooper if I'm gonna have a uh, to me he's like the tight end seven or eight right right or the perfect tight end six or six to eight because if I'm gonna want a tight end I want one that um plays in a lot of high over-unders that's in a good offense um that's gonna uh that's gonna be potentially getting a lot of targets because, you know, surrounded by a lot of good weapons um, and one that's used around the red zone. So Austin Hooper, he's kind of perfect because, you know, if, if you take out the two touchdowns, 66 for 66, that's still a, a decent day for my tight end, right. and I'll live with that. Yeah. Um, I think the one thing that's interesting, we're not going to talk about it today, um, but, you know, we'll probably talk about it later in the week, is that, uh, is that Keanu Neal, starting safety for Atlanta, he went down uh, with a with a torn Achilles in this one, and guys may think you know everybody may be may think everyone may be thinking like why is that important why is that relevant, um, you know kind of like we talk about with with Arizona right if their defense their defense being bad kind of ties into the offense mm-hmm. well if 
if Matt Ryan's defense is bad and he's being, you know, he has to try and score points, in which we've seen Matt Ryan, Matt Ryan's no, he's not shy about getting in the shootouts. You know, if they, these offenses are going to find themselves in these high over-unders and these shootouts because their defense is, is giving up points, then this is going to be um, a nice little smash spot to have with these with these Atlanta Falcons. Um, but moving on, third on the tight end list, we got Jordan Akins. People are probably saying, who the hell is that? Yep. Um, Jordan Akins, he was actually was a third-round pick two years ago. He was a baseball player coming out of the University of uh, Houston, I believe it was. But moving on. Uh, 20.8 FanDuel points. He had three catches for 73 yards and two touchdowns in this one. What did you make of this one, Greg? Yeah, um, we talked about before, it's an, an offense that doesn't really utilize their tight end. Um, both of them came through, Jordan Atkins. Um, and I'm not really sure if this is sustainable. Um, he only had three receptions. So of, the, of those three receptions, two of them were touchdowns. Uh, so I'm not, I'm not, I don't think I'm, I need probably need more consistency from him and just tight ends in general on the team to for me to pay attention and get you know Adam on my team. Yeah, I didn't see any of the game. Um, I I think I re- recall seeing that the, his touch his one touchdown was from fifty three yards out. Um, so I, I remember hearing it something about being being an incredible play, but I don't know who incredible play on whose part, Deshaun Watson or him. Um, but I would need to go back and see this game. But, yeah, like you said, this offense doesn't really utilize the tight end. He got three touchdowns on two targets or two touchdowns on three receptions. So, um, you know, don't have the target number. So I don't really know how sustainable this performance is. But definitely, you know, an eye on, to, you know, definitely somebody to keep an eye on moving forward. Um, so rounding out the top 12, we got Darren Waller, Evan Ingram, Will Disley, stream of the week. Dawson Knox, Darren Fells, another Houston tight end. Yeah, that was the other tight end I was thinking of. <laughs> yeah. Um, Travis Kelsey, Delaney Walker, James O'Shaughnessy, and George Kittle, start of the week, who I'm just going to leave alone this week. Uh, would you, you know, talk, talk you about your boy Will, Will Disley, though, you know? Oh, yeah, man. Big big Will Disley, you know, six catches, 62 yards, and a touchdown. Um, but the touchdown, you know, we'll admit, came last play of the game. Um, so it was a little garbage time, but we'll take it, you know, not, you know, you know, fancy, fancy owners are not going to be, you know, too proud to take our fancy points. We'll take them how we get them. Yes, sir. Um, but yeah, man, we'll Disley, you know, if, if by any chance you, you didn't listen last week and he's still on your waiver wire, you have an opportunity, you're getting a second chance. Don't rob yourself of this opportunity. Go pick up. Absolutely. Especially if you're a TJ Hawkinson owner, you're probably stressing out right now. Or if you're a oh, Vance McDonald owner, you know, he has a shoulder injury. Jared Cook. Jared Cook. You know, <laughs> yo, oh. <laughs> the Matt, the Maddie Ice hype after week one, like on TJ Hawkinson. It was so unreal. Oh, <laughs> Two one-point performances. Yeah. <laughs> now he's got to go lucky if he can get Dawson Knox. <laughs> oh, man. All right, so yeah, so that was that was it with the uh, with the performances. Um, oh, so, you know, speaking of tight ends, Matty Ice he brought this up today. Was, you know, um, we'll talk about it now. But Chris Herndon, if you're in trouble, guys, tight end trouble. Chris Herndon, he's on a buy this week, yep. so maybe this is the week to kind of sneak him on your roster because um, you know during the one o'clock games on or during the games on Sunday or even the Monday night game. Those, uh, you know, the bye week coming up, we got San Fran and, and, and Jets, basically Love Bell. But basically, um, uh, 
if those players that are on by, you could still pick them up. If you know, depending on how your league works, but I know in most of the Yahoo leagues that I'm in, you can still pick those players up um, up until the start of the Monday night game. So, um, you know, Chris Herndon might be somebody if you need a tight end that you could look to. Just be aware you can't use him until week six because Jets are on a bye week four. He suspended four games, so that puts him at week five. And then week six will be the first game he's eligible. But once he's back, assuming Sam Darnold's back, um, he's definitely going to be, uh, you know, he's definitely going to fill a void in this offense, with, especially with Quincy Noah being out. But that's my that's my note on that. Um, but now, yeah, moving forward to waivers, Greg. Uh, who's the top the top ad this week? Oh, oh, actually, I guess before we do that, let's get to the injuries, right? Yeah, let's talk about injuries. really takes us to the waivers. Yep, yep. So the the biggest injury we got, uh, Saquon Barkley, Giants running back Saquon Barkley, looks like he's going to be out four to eight weeks with a high ankle sprain. Yeah. Um, and I think the Giants they're saying it's going to be closer to the eight week side because it's closer to the to the bye week, so it would give him an extra an extra week. It sounds like to get to get rest. Mm-hmm. Is that correct, Greg? Yeah, they, you should definitely err on the side of caution. Go for the eight weeks. Uh, at tag right now, I think he's yeah, going to be out longer than eight weeks. High high ankle sprain. Tevin Coleman had that same injury, and he's still out, and he's got the four to six week diagnosis. So it's a tough injury. Yeah. Um. Actually, speaking of Tevin Coleman, Kyle Shanahan made it sound like Tevin Coleman might be back soon. Hmm. Like potentially. I think he's out of the boot. Is that Next true? Week? Um. I didn't read if he was out of a boot, but Kyle Shanahan said that he would be back soon. Let me get the exact quote. He said Tevin Coleman expected to return next week following an ankle injury suffered during San Francisco's week one. Has been jogging during practice and appears to be moving pretty well. So San Fran's on a bye next week. Oh, week four. They're on a week four bye. So I guess he's targeting to be back in week five. Yeah, looks like it. So, um, yeah, Tevin Coleman, I guess if he was dropped in your league, something to keep an eye on. But, uh, I mean, I guess... Something we'll have to take a look at, you know, later in this week. But what his role is in this offense, mm-hmm. something we'll have to take a look at. But moving forward, some other injuries. Um, looks like Julian Edelman, he left this game with with a, a looks like bruised ribs. Uh, initially thought to be a shoulder injury, but I think he was eventually diagnosed with bruised ribs. Um, looks like he's going to be okay. I think they just kept him out in this one because they, they were already winning handedly, so you know they didn't feel the need to throw him back in this game. Yeah, it really didn't. He's so tough. He's such a tough player. I feel like every dink, I'm like, oh, Edelman got dinked up. He's going to be fine. The moment he came out, though, the, yeah. the moment the guy dropped the punt, there was his replacement, <laughs> and then the Jets scored on a touchdown. So I thought Belichick was going to have to throw him back in there like uh, Brady. Yeah, right? You know, he was probably pissed off that Stidham let the Jets cover the spread. Yeah. Um <laughs> No, so uh, Vance McDonald, he's out with the shoulder, it looks like. Um, he was somebody that we were talking about as a potential snip-snip candidate anyway, right? Yeah, um, he, this is his second disappointing game. He, I mean, he did that, the shoulder injury. Uh, I think you need to you know, keep an eye on it. Mike Tomlin didn't really have much to offer after the game, and Vance McDonald wasn't even in the locker room after the game. So if he's out for multiple weeks, he's definitely a drop candidate for sure. Oh man. Um, okay, so T. Y. Hilton, that's a, that's another big one, right? He he uh left with a quad while scoring a touchdown for fantasy owners, so at least they got that, right? But 
Um, looks like he re-aggravated a quad injury, and they say he's questionable for week four. Yeah, uh, he's questionable for week four. <clears throat> they kind of, you know, trying to manage this injury because a quad, it could turn into a, a possible tear, which we don't want. So they're going to manage that accordingly. Uh, I'd need T.Y. to be back. He's having such a great year. For all four of his touchdowns have been in the red zone. He's eating this year. So uh, hopefully he's going to be all right. Yeah, nope. T.Y. is just fine. Um, and like we said, Cam is out week four with the foot, and Kyle Allen's going to start this week against uh, – who do they play this week? Do you remember? They play the Texans. They play the Houston Texans. Um, so, you know, we'll see what he looks like in that matchup. But uh, any anybody else, now that we've covered all that, all the injuries, uh, any of these injuries making you run to the waiver wire to pick anybody up? Um, other than that, no, hopefully. Um, Taylor Gabriel's going to be all right with his concussion. Uh, and Shady, we I think he's going to be all right with his ankle injury. Um, so, yeah, those are the only two. Um, okay. Um, but you're not picking anybody up off the waiver wire? Oh, so back because to oh because of the injuries, okay. yeah, we're going right to waiver rise. Yeah. Got my man first it's because of Saquon. Obviously, got to get Wayne Gallman. Wayne Gallman's owning seven percent of Yahoo leagues. He has a job to himself now uh, because we know Saquon will be out four to eight weeks. So I think he should be a must add just on the fact that he has opportunity. Um, and we we talked about how everyone's going to get an upgrade in this offense, and that includes the running back as well with Danny Dimes. Uh, he had five carries for 13 yards um, and one target. You know, the Giants were really in catch-up mode. So I don't think, you know, that was a really good assessment of how he's going to be using the offense. I think we'll get a better assessment this week. Uh, and the guy behind him, Elijah Penny, he went undrafted in 2016. Maybe I to keep yeah, someone to keep an eye on. But uh, Wayne Gallman right now, for sure, should be a, a good a waiver. Yeah, uh, what I think it was like two weeks ago here on the pod, I said that if Saquon Barkley went down, I wouldn't be running to go add Wayne Gallman. Um, I take back everything I said <laughs> when I said that. Um, I was under the impression that we were going to get this uh, Eli Manning-led offense and that this offense wasn't going to be any good. But this Daniel Jones offense, it looks good. The eye test tells me that it's good. You know, it looks like... He, this offense is going to be capable of scoring points, moving the ball down the field. And if that happens, I want a piece of the action. So Wayne Gallman, he's definitely an add for me. Um, definitely a must add. Um, I think if I had to put a, if I had to put a, a percentage of fab on it, uh, I would probably sp- spend somewhere around 30% of my fab. Um, Maybe that would probably be the the max that would probably go is about like forty percent, but that would only I would really only go forty percent if I'm the Saquon right, Barkley owner. Right. I think. Yeah, absolutely. Um, just talking about Cam, he's also injured. Uh, Kyle Allen, he's only in three percent of Yahoo leagues, only in three percent. So you go get him. Wait, why are we talking about Kyle Allen before we talk about Daniel Jones? Well, because of the injuries, but I mean, you know, we've mentioned Daniel Jones so many times. I think, you know, we can definitely, you know, uh, I guess we got to mention Daniel Jones. Forget it. Danny Dimes, Sarah. He should be your number one waiver value pickup. And the quarterbacks, players, everything. He's only owned in 70, 17% of Yahoo leagues. Well, he's after Daniel, after after Wayne Gallman, right? Like, if you have that's true, that's true. The situate, your quarterback situation. Sure. But right? definitely, if you're in a two quarterback league, Daniel Jones has got to be a oh, guy for you. Oh, yeah. If you're in a two-quarterback league, you had to go pick up Daniel Jones. Super flex. Um, 
But if you have if you've been struggling at quarterback, like you know, we have some teams in the in the league of extraordinary people. Like if you started Jameis this week out of necessity, um, if you have a struggling Baker Mayfield, even a struggling Jared Goff, yep. um, you know, as we see. Dan, Daniel Jones, Danny Dimes, I, the the fantasy footballers called him Manuel Jones. Um, <laughs> you know, as as we see, uh, you know, this guy has the the nice rushing upside. You know, the twenty eight rushing yards to go with the two rushing touchdowns. Yep. He's not going to run for two or two touchdowns every week. But going into this matchup, we knew that there was a possibility that he would even run for one. But that's because he's an athletic guy. He may not look at people. He gets the Eli Manning comparison a lot. The guy's 6'5", 220 run, 221, ran 4'8", at the combine. He's he's a fast guy. He's he's big. He's strong. He's an athletic kid. Um, and and I wouldn't just chalk this up to being a fluke. You know, the eye test tells me the guy's good at football. Um, so if I need quarterback help, I'm I'm making this guy a priority. At also Jacoby Brissett, honestly, he has to get some love here. Uh, Colts are playing well as a team, and it's a reason he's one of the main reasons for it. He had another good game against the Falcons this week. I think if you also need quarterback help, you should go get Brissett. Yeah, Brissett to me, um, I like him depending on what the matchup is right. like and the over under. Right, I like I liked him better this week because they were playing Atlanta, and I knew that that game could potentially go back and forth and the Indianapolis would have to score. Um, so I like him better. But, like, if they play in a game like they played last week against Tennessee, you know, and they don't have they, – they could run Marlon Mack 25 right, times. Right, Then they're going to – that's what they want to do. They'll live with doing that. So Basically every other I think game with Jacoby Bers- besides AFC South games. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, basically, right? Like, whenever he, he gets a good matchup, um, you know, he's someone – that I would look to Kyle Allen though. Um, definitely, if the matchup if the matchup is good, um, I would I want to play him. Uh, this offense that has too many weapons for him not to like just be competent enough. Yep. You know. So um, any any anything else? Anybody else from a waiver wire standpoint? <clears throat> Scary Terry. If Scary Terry by any Scary chance, Terry and DJ, DJ Shark, Shark should not be. They should be owning a hundred percent of the leagues easily. Both of them are. You know. Solid flex plays and what wide receiver two upside at this point. Like DJ Shark is the wide receiver six in fantasy overall. Uh, McLaurin's owning sixty six percent of leagues, but yeah, that needs to be bumped up to hundred. Um, that man is have three straight touchdowns, three yeah in three games. He's the first receiver ever, uh, rookie quarterback wide receiver to come in and have five for fifty, and he's got the three touchdowns to add with it. Both of these guys need to be on. Yeah, no, I, I definitely agree. So we talked about this a little bit off air. So if you could I'll ask you now, if you could have one of these guys rest the season, who DJ Shark, Terry, Scary Terry McLaurin, who would it be? Yeah, and I uh, thought about it, and I think I'm going to take Terry McLaurin. I think, you know, I think he's just a little more talented, and I just think, I don't know, I think the the boom is there a little more than DJ Shark. It's, it's really tough. It's close, but I'm going to go with Scary Terry. Yeah, to me, it it's it's like uh, you say Scary Terry's more talented. I'm gonna I'm gonna say Scary Terry's a better technician. He's a better wide receiver. Okay, or he's a better he's a better technician, right? Like we watched some of those highlights of our, that my brother sent me, um, and you could see Scary Terry running these routes, um, and they they were saying on the broadcast, and you know it's a good point that he you know. He he went to Ohio State. You know he got to practice against Denzel Ward and Marshawn Lattimore, 
and uh, Greedy Williams every day in practice, you know. So these are corners that were going in the first, in the top five of, of, of the NFL draft, you know. So he was going against top competition every day. Um, and, you know, just watching him, he looks like an NFL receiver. He looks like he's running crisp routes. Um, and DJ Shark, I've just, you know, I know that he's been great. Um, he's caught a touchdown three straight weeks. I just feel like if DJ Shark doesn't have that big play, you know, his week isn't going to be made. Yeah, just to add on that argument, Terry McLaurin, yeah, the target number is going to be there at, at the very least. So the floor will be there as well. He's got at least seven targets. Which in sucks, all though, games. because DJ Shark's getting targets, too. Yeah, he did have less than D.D. Westbrook in the game, though. That's why, you know. Did he? Yeah, he did. DJ, D.D. had, I think, nine targets to uh, DJ Shark's five, I want to say. Yeah, I know it's it's a, it's definitely a tough debate. Um, both these guys are really good, uh, you know. Um, DJ Shark, obviously, we brought up before week one. Um, Scary Terry was someone that we were kind of just exposing ourselves to prior, to, like after week one. But I think it was some point during week two where me and you were like, "This Terry McLaurin kid, yeah, he's nice, yo." <laughs> You know, he's he's actually pretty good, you know, so, um, so I think, you know, I think the, the allure and, and the, the, the Gardner Minshew stuff is, is kind of drives that DJ Shark hype a little bit more, you know? Yeah. Whereas like Scary Terry's, you know, quiet and, and, you know, it's happening in Washington where they're 0-3 now and, you know, but he's, he's got a touchdown this week. He scored a touchdown in three straight weeks too. So, um, yeah, I don't know. It's just interesting. It's an interesting debate. Yeah, it is. But uh, I think rest of the season, I'd rather have Scary Terry. Um, but, yeah, actually, we didn't even talk about Gardner Minshew. So where would you rank these quarterbacks if you had to? Outside of Daniel Jones, I guess, right? You're going to the waiver wire to go pick up these quarterbacks. So Kyle Allen, Brissett, and Minshew, probably, those, those three. Yeah. I yeah. think I'm going to take Minshew 1 Kyle Allen two and Brissett three. Minshew one, Kyle Allen two, Brissett three. See, this is interesting because I don't even know who they play. You said Kyle Allen and the Panthers. They play, they play the United? Houston Texans. It's a vulnerable defense. They play the Houston Texans. That is a vulnerable defense, and there is a possibility that they lost their safety in Justin Reed, um, who's pretty good safety for them. So. There's a possibility that that defense, which has been vulnerable, gets a little bit more vulnerable. Um, Jacksonville this week matches up with the Broncos. The Denver Broncos, which we've seen in defense be beatable. Yes. Um, hmm, so Kyle Allen or Gardner Minshew. Hmm. Yeah, that's a tough it one. Is. It I is. I guess we'll have to. Yeah, it's a tough one. See another that's week, a maybe. Tough one for know. sure. Yeah, we'll have to. We'll have to see. We'll have to. Maybe it's something we'll as we dig deeper into the matchups later this week. We can. Nobody's running to the waiver wire to pick these guys up, right? I think Kyle Allen would probably be the guy. Like Gardner Minshew got a lot of hype, but people are probably going to see the the box score and look and oh, Kyle Allen did this. Yeah, he only threw for you know. two sixty two, two sixty one at yards. So. Maybe they were getting. But he had the four for, touchdown yeah, passes. He did. He did. Maybe they're probably getting good field and position then. Pe- yeah, maybe people just chalk it up to him playing against Arizona. True. 
Yeah, okay. Um, Rex Burkhead, are you adding him if he's available? I'm definitely adding him. We talk about how Sony's having a down year. He's owning 25% of Yahoo Leagues. Um, yeah, the tar- the touch number is there. He has seven targets in this game as well. Uh, Ooh, yeah, he's. where would you put Daryl Williams? Daryl Williams, I also like him a lot. I mean, man, he has, yeah, he has a post, and he's on the Chiefs. Uh, I think him, though, you have to look at you know the other running backs. Is sh- the health of Shady. Got to look at the health of Damian Williams before you kind of make any moves. I would add him for sure, but to I would add yeah him. to start him. You know, if he's the number two back, I would add him. Yeah, yep. Come yeah, I I I completely whiffed on this one because like this one came out twelve forty. Yeah, twelve forty ish. Said pregame warm ups. Yeah. He's feeling good about this guy. Andy Reid said he he trusts him. Uh, Iron Eagle reported so, yeah. Yeah, no, to see him be the number two back, that's interesting. But, to you know, like you said, like we said, he's got a pulse, so he's fancy viable. Um, so, yeah, if he's available in your league, you definitely got to go at him. Um, anybody else that fancy owners should be running to go at uh, If you don't have Frank Gore yet, go get him. He's owning 57% of leagues. Um, you know, got to keep an eye on the Devin Singletary news. But, you know, in a good matchup, Frank Gore did pretty well. 16 touches. 14 for 76 and a touchdown. Uh, and he has a, a solid you know, matchup against the Pats next week, so that might be a little rough. So I would just keep an eye on that. Maybe just be a stash at this point. Um, as far as receivers, quickly, McCole Harmon. He's only 49% of leagues. Uh, he's def- Why, people? Yeah. Why is he only only 49% of leagues? Yeah, word. that's right. He's literally the Tyreek Hill in this offense. I want that all day, every day. Uh, give me that. Five targets, you know, two receptions, but for 97 yards and a touchdown, that makes your day right there. Guys, his quarterback is Pat Mahomes. <laughs> that too. That's analysis <laughs> right there for you. That's elite analysis. <laughs> uh, <laughs> Philip Dorsett, he's got the expanded role with AB out now. Seven targets in this game, six receptions for 53 yards and a touchdown. I think he's a usable flex play going forward, honestly. Um, he's especially, you know, depending on the health of Edelman. But even with Edelman, he's starting in all those three wide receiver sets. I would throw him out there as a good flex play. Uh, and then, you know, the the last guys mentioned, Taylor Gabriel, we mentioned him. Um, keep it on the concussion, but he should be an ad. And Deontay Johnson, your boy, you mentioned him. Uh, he <laughs> came through. Uh, he scored a touchdown in the game. I didn't have faith in him, though. <laughs> didn't have faith in him. Just throw him out. Gave him the luck. Uh, he's owned in 4% of Yahoo Leagues. If he, he has a chance. He has the chance to be a number two wide receiver in this offense. Uh, even though it's Mason Rudolph, that comes with opportunity. So I, you know, he's a good maybe flyer to add in in deeper leagues. Uh, and I got think lastly, a guy you got to mention. Um, you talk about Chris Herndon coming back from suspension. Golden Tate, he's coming back soon. Oh yeah, that's a big. One. Yeah, it's a big one. He's that's coming back one. week five. He comes back. Yeah, week yeah, five. week five. He's coming back. So you know, I think he should be on the radar. He's owning thirty seven percent in Yahoo League. So I think people are starting to. You know, keep an eye, especially after Daniel Jones. They're like, oh, man, Golden Tate's coming back too, so let's add him. Yeah, most definitely. Um, one more guy I got to mention, a little honorable mention here, but I, I brought him up the last couple weeks. Preston Williams, man. Yep. This guy is uh, – he had 12 targets with Josh Rosen on Sunday. Uh, turned those 12 targets into four catches for 68 yards. Um, so, you know – Nothing crazy, not great, but, um, you know, I think he's 
taking over as the number one target in this offense from Devontae Parker. And, you know, like we say, we don't want a lot of pieces from this offense, but the wide receiver, the go-to wide receiver in an offense that's constantly throwing because they're always behind. <laughs> uh, you know, may sound dirty, but I'll take my fantasy points yep. how I can get it, yep. man. So um, definitely somebody that I, I'm going to look to, um, you know, as a as a weekly, you know, waiver wire you know, bi-week fill-in kind of guy. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, so anything else that sticks out? Or is, is that all we got for week three? Um, that's all she wrote. Move on to week four. Or are we good? Uh, yeah, I think so. Um, you mentioned Will Disley. Go at him, too. Uh, yeah, that's basically it. Dan- Danny Dimes, man. Danny Dimes. That's all I got to say. Mm. Oh, man, I wonder how many dimes of fab are going to be spent oh, on him. Oh, man, yo, especially in our league. I just want to see how much is dropped for him and oh, Wayne I Gallman. Put, I already put my bid you in. You did? I, put, I, put <laughs> oh, I have Patty, yeah. so, you know, I'm, I'm chilling. But if you if anyone gets Danny Jones, I'm, I'm willing to trade, yo. Come talk I'm just to wait, me. I'm just, waiting, I'm just waiting for you to just to, to slide some Pat Mahomes slate trade offers <laughs> in, my, in my DMs, you know? Play coy on a podcast, you know, but we know what you're doing, Greg. <laughs> <laughs> nah, all right, man. Well, that's it, man. Well, um, everybody, thanks for listening once again. Um, hope your week three was great. Hope you guys won. Hope you're three and zero. If not, just keep keep grinding, keep working the wave wire, keep listening to us. We got you guys. Um, and yeah, that being said, we out. We out.